Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one surprise forest at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 205, which starts with Faramir approaching, the continuing to approach our Hobbit friends. Yes. And ends with the orcs running into trees while the Rohirrim watch. Mystery trees. Where did these trees... We know where these trees came from. We saw them move. I wonder... Oh, you're not going with the joke. Okay, so... <laughs> boom, brah, boom. So, 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 so. Okay. Um, I know why Faramir has a change of heart, because if he doesn't, the story ends. However, why does he have a change of heart? I have always thought that he is close enough that he hears Sam's entire speech. But, then, if that's the case... Why would he say, why would he address Frodo instead of Sam? Is Faramir a classist asshole? (laughs) I think he is. You're his gardener. Well, screw you, guy. (laughs) What are you, his bodyguard? Gardener. Oh, so you're a poor man. (laughs) I'm going to speak to Frodo Baggins. You're a peasant. (laughs) I'm royalty. Is he, though? Not really. Kind of. No. I mean, technically, yes. The stewards of Gondor would be part of the royal court of Gondor. He's royalty. Yeah, but that's like saying... He's nobility, I guess, is the right yeah, word. Yeah, that's what, That's like saying like a, a, a... Gondor needs no king. Like a, a, a V-count is like royalty. You're not royalty. You You're got nobility. money. Nobility. You're like tangentially related to the royal family. The vice-count. Isn't it a V-count? I think that depends on if you're speaking English or French. Oh. Well, I learned that word from Phantom of the Opera, so I'm speaking French. Because <laughs> uh, I've definitely heard vice count in things. Interesting. Okay. Uh, which is, I'm assuming viceroy is probably derived from that word. Hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but probably. Also, the word is probably derived from French anyway, because English nobility spoke French. Right. For a long time. Right. So there's also that. Yeah, okay, so... But yes, I... Even if he, like, heard Sam's entire speech, like, do you really think that would change his stone-cold, unloved heart? No, Faramir is a secret soft boy. Like, he's just like... (laughs) He's just like, oh, oh my heart, these two little men. Oh, God. (laughs) How can I hurt them? I cannot. It's too late, dude. You've already hurt them. You've hurt them in ways you cannot even begin to imagine. A no, tunnel. Mo- <laughs> a tunnel. <laughs> They're headed for a tunnel. Like, I just... Especially because we're watching it like this. I think it is all the more glaring to me that it just comes out of nowhere. Well, when you're watching it just as the movie intended to be viewed, (laughs) I think it doesn't seem as out of nowhere because 
you're seeing the conflicting, like, the con- conflict on Faramir's face and, like, with what's going on in a natural movie progression instead of chopping it up and watching it, you know, weeks apart from each other. Right. That's why I said watching it like this. So I I, th- I definitely agree. I think that watching it like this makes it seem a little more sudden. Because what do we know about movie Faramir? Like, di- His like daddy hates him. Try to divorce it entirely from what you know of Faramir from the books and what you wish movie Faramir could be. Like, movie Faramir is a broody asshole who is conflicted about war, um, but he's not afraid to, like, get, get the job dirty, yeah. done. But he will not get the, like, but he will not get his hands dirty when he's interrogating people. Um, yeah, he, he insulates himself from torture, basically. Yeah. And in The Extended, we learn that he is Boromir's brother. Um, I mean, we know that he's his brother anyway, in the theatrical. But we don't get that flashback. We don't get to yeah. see their relationship. Do we know that? Well, didn't yeah, we talk about, like... That, that floaty bit is in the is theatrical. It? Yeah. Are you sure? Or maybe the floaty bit isn't, but, like, Boromir being like, or Sam being like, you want to know why your brother died? That's in the theatrical. But he says, do you want to know why Boromir died? Yeah, do you want to know why your brother... He, he's Your brother, do you want to know why Boromir died? Oh. Like, he mentions his brother. Because him revealing the, the split horn, the, him, uh, the conversation in the cave when, uh, Frodo, when he says, oh, Boromir was my brother. Like, that's in the theatrical. When Frodo's just like, and there were man too of Gondor. Uh, Boromir of Gondor. Like, that conversation's in the theatrical. Okay. But we don't know his name. Yeah, but they don't say his name for a while. That's like, so weird. That's so weird. Like, his name is said so late in the theatrical. Boromir's brother. Yeah. So, but like, okay, so we know this, we know these things about Faramir, like, he is, he's broody, he's battle hardened and disenfranchised with the idea of war. Um, he, but he, like, he's, he's not afraid to kill people, but also like, he doesn't delight in it. Um, even in the theatrical, you don't even necessarily get as much of that because they cut out his little soliloquy over that corpse. Right. Um, well, I mean, we're covering the extended. So, like, he's Boromir's brother, and he his daddy doesn't love him. And you don't even get that out of the theatrical. No, either. I know. I'm talking about this this version of yeah. the movie. So da- um, daddy doesn't love him. Daddy doesn't love him. Uh, his brother's dead. He wants to prove himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so... I think that there is, uh, especially in the extended... Just that flashback with Boromir and Faramir is enough to show you that this guy is a good person and just conflicted with his current situation. Why? Because it shows him being warm and friendly and laughing and having a good time and, like, not being the broody guy that he is in the present of the story. Yeah. but So that shows someone's potential. Do you think that is enough to have this, this change come about? And I think given that, given knowing that Faramir also doesn't delight in war, he doesn't like war, mm-hmm. kind of getting a little more understanding because he knows they have the ring. He knows they're trying to go to Mordor. Right. He knows they're going to destroy it now because of Sam shouting at him. Right. 
And then he gets Sam's speech. And then, well, he sees, he sees, um, Frodo and he, um, he doesn't with the, with the Nazgul and he, he hesitates. He hesitates. Like, should I let this, like, I, I don't know. I, he's very, he's a very conflicted person. And then I think Sam's speech. Why would he hesitate? I understand him not delighting in um in in killing um other men uh but this is like i think he just hesitates in part out of fear because as far as pretty much anyone is concerned aragorn doesn't hesitate (laughs) aragorn is the rightful sam doesn't hesitate (laughs) i know i'll have you long shanks right um yeah sam doesn't hesitate sam is brave when it comes to frodo but I think that part of it is just this, the fear of the Nazgul that are just so instilled in the men of the South. So I think he hesitates on revealing himself to that beastie. Why? But if you, I mean, I've never been in a combat situation, but like, there is, there's a certain amount of like, I guess maybe his like fight or flight response is just like a freeze response instead. When confronted with a supernatural being, you know, can't be killed. He tries. He shoots the the mount. He doesn't even shoot the Nazgul. Yeah. Don't, don't. But if you knock this thing off its mount, it might kill half the men in Osgiliath. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So he's just like, because, you know, he also doesn't know that it might be the Witch King. Yeah. It's just like, oh no, what have I done? Like, this this might be the big bad of the Nazgul. We even in the context of, like, the movie, we're not 100% sure if it is or not. But even in, like, this situation, a, a wounded animal, like, if you can call it an animal, will flee what is, or at least attempt to, to flee what is um, hurting it. So, right. It'd rather, be, it'd rather be away than getting cornered. Yeah. But, I mean, these are evil creatures that probably just want to kill yeah, and but delight it, in but killing. Yeah, but it... it, it you know, backs it, it off. back a little. It's just like, oh, what was that? Ow, that hurt. Stop it. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't Guys. even really seem to bleed. It's just like poke. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, it's stuck in there now. Mm. And the Nazgul's just like, oh, why'd you do that? Stop. I love this little guy. I'm just trying to say hello. He just wanted to give the small man a hug. Oh, God. No, so I, I think Faramir hesitates in that moment because he's, one, he's he's probably completely unsure what is actually going on over there. The The Hobbit is just standing, seemingly waiting for death. So he's just like, what? <laughs> and then when Sam goes to wrestle him, maybe he sees the ring when he's wrestling with Sam, like he can see what Frodo is doing. Uh-huh. And then that's when he fires the arrow. Yeah. But again, like... But, like, seeing that play out and then hearing Sam's speech, would that be enough to, uh, I don't know, to, because, to sway him? Because Faramir at his heart is a good person, it is. Also, like... But movie Fa- movie Faramir, we don't know movie Faramir at his heart is a good person. I think I think the flashback is enough for me. I don't, I, I love that flashback. But, like, like, strictly uncoupling what I know of Faramir from the book and just looking at the movie. Do you think that Boromir's story sells that he's a good person at heart? Yes, because we spend more time with Boromir. Okay. 
So, just by virtue of, like, storytelling conventions, like, just by virtue of being his brother and ostensibly being on the same side, yeah, isn't it safe to assume that Faramir is also a good person at heart? No. I think it is. Because the story doesn't give us any reason to think that he really isn't. But, like, why... Why does Faramir's goodness um, hinge on what his brother has gone through? Well, because, I mean, you can track similar behaviors in familial relationships. That's just true. Like, people become conditioned to do things as part of a family unit. Your upbringing informs a lot of who you are. Yeah, but, like... So, like, there's that. That's, like, a real-world, like, psychology thing. They have, like, the worst father. They do, which is why the two of them are such good comrades, because they're always against daddy. (laughs) But, like, would that camaraderie extend to... Like, he he treats his men okay. Right, and I mean, clearly Faramir's men uh, respect him, I think, from the way that we see it. Like, just from the flashback, the way that all the men seem to treat Boromir and Faramir, the way that they're also celebrating with them, mm-hmm. tells us that the men respect these two. Okay. I just don't know if respect... And in in a black and white morality story, for the most part. Yeah. Seeing someone with the respect of their soldiers tells you they're a good person. Yeah, I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is, and we've talked about this already, but... And they tried to put a little more gray in Faramir than maybe they needed to. Which I, which I, um, I respect. I enjoy uh, less of a stark difference, like a black and white sort of thing. Um, when you have the time to, uh, when you have the time to spend with that character. I think maybe we needed another five or ten minutes to really, like, and, yeah, like expand I'm, this version of Faramir. I, which they also kind of admit in the commentary when they talk about it. I know that I sound crazy right now when I'm saying, like, this movie needs to be longer, but, like, or maybe not even longer, just, like, needs to be... We need, we need to spend more time with Faramir. Like, movie Faramir... If I had no idea who this person was and just saw the theatrical, I would still have, like, very little idea of who he was. Yeah, the the movie expects you to just, like, feel that Roll this moment is genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the performance kind of works for me. Yeah, it's it's fine, but, like, it's, it's too little too late for me. Like, I, I think we should have gotten more glimpses of his um because in in the performances um flashback notwithstanding he is conflicted but it's not i guess it's so subtle that i think it's almost too subtle mm. and i would like to see i also i think more we see of it i think we see like glimpses of a playful spirit in faramir in a subtle way too I think that's really what some of the, like, playing around, so to speak, in the cave when they're watching Gollum is supposed to be. Like, Faramir... But that just, like, in that context, that just reads as, like, sadistic. Yeah. Which is not playful. Okay. But Gollum totally looks like a monster. Yeah, but he's, like, taking a bath. 
Try and get some dinner. But, like, Gollum looks like a little zombie. Like, <laughs> Gollum does not look like a creature deserving of sympathy. Yeah, that's fair. Gollum looks like a little monster. But he also, like, Frodo, like, Frodo is just like, please don't hurt him. And Faramir's just like, oh, I I won't hurt him. I won't hurt him. You know, like, I personally will not, but, like, me associated with all these people will. Right. In the book, uh, Gollum is also, you know, fairly heavily interrogated, but we don't, you know, it's not like this. Right. Like, right. seeing it and versus reading it are very different things. And, like, I guess I'm I'm all for, like, Shades of Grey Faramir. But I think if you're going to do that, you need to spend more time with him and develop that a little better. Because, especially, like... And I think that the moment, the moment that leads to this is in the caves right before they leave. When he's going, when he's thinking about just taking the ring. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can see in that moment that he feels a little conflicted. Yeah. But then he kind of like repeats what his father said to Boromir about the, right. the meeting in Rivendell, right? And just kind of resolves himself to do what his father wanted Boromir to do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that you can take every the stuff out of the out of this version of the movie without putting it in the context of what we saw in the flashback. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is less fart jokes and less Gandalf exposition and more Faramir time. And more Faramir time. (laughs) It doesn't even have to be longer. Just like even a couple minutes. Like, I mean, doing this like this, I think we have an appreciation for how long a minute can be. Yeah. If, If you, I don't know. Right. Like, I don't ever really think I thought about how long Sam's monologue actually is because a two minute monologue is pretty long. Mm-hmm. So, but again, in like the greater scope of the movie, it, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. But it just draws you in. Like, it's just good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've always liked this moment because it's the closest movie Faramir ever gets to kind of being like book Faramir. Mm. But like, if you let them go, your life is forfeit. Then it is forfeit. Okay. So like also, what the hell kind of rules does Denethor make when everything is, like, punishable by death? He's a crazy person. My god. Chill. He's an unhinged tyrant, paranoid that the big evil man next door is just gonna come eat him. You swim in like... this pool that's, like, I don't know, more than a more than a 12-hour journey, let's say. You swim in this arbitrary pool in the woods, you die. Like, what? Yeah, it's, like, more than a day away from the city. My god. On the opposite side of the river. Like, yeah, I understand letting enemy enemy spies potentially leave. Uh, you know, that's that, a problem. That that's that's a thing. Orcs have taken the eastern shore. That's the side Faramir and his company arrive on. They're on the eastern side of the river. What? Because when you look down at Osgiliath from that shot, Minas Tirith is in the background. Oh no. The eastern shore is the side Minas Tirith is, is... Yeah, Minas Tirith is on the western shore. Is on the western side of the river. Yeah, so they And Minas Tirith is in the background, so they come from the east. That's weird. So the orcs took the s- side of the shore that they came How in on. How do they sneak past them? I don't know. What? What? Because Minas Tirith is on the western, western sure? side of the river. Yes, because Gondor is in the bottom left of the map, and the river runs north to south. Okay. 
And when we're looking at Osgiliath, right. we can see Minas Tirith in the background, which means that they are on the eastern side of Osgiliath. That's funny. That's really but funny. But we don't see any orcs when we go and look at Osgiliath. Yeah, so like, Osgiliath is under attack. Why aren't there orcs peppered into this scene? <laughs> Why aren't there orc soldiers that we can see at a distance That's really in funny. this scene? Because it was very expensive. Yeah. And they already had to, like, erase Minas Tirith out of the theatrical one. That's not Helm's Deep. Just, just erase that. That's funny. Yeah. So, like, just, just like, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, questions. Questions. I have questions. I don't necessarily feel that it holds up watching it minute by minute. This this sudden turn of Faramir's. Yeah, I think when you just watch the movie, it doesn't feel so sudden. I think that there's enough in the extended that it doesn't feel like a sharp turn. And I I think the flashback goes a long way towards that. And what he does to Gollum after this just completely, like, to me, does not help his... It's like a, a strike in his in, in the the cons, not the. Well, pros. I mean, he still sees Gollum as a weird little evil monster. Yeah, but he like, also is aware. He doesn't know what's in up at the top of the Kira stairs Thungle. of Carathungal. Yeah, but he knows it's next to Minas Morgul, and he knows there's a watchtower on the top of that hill. So, like, he knows that, like, there's the, some dubious crap. Up the Nazgul there. are here. There are orcs here. And there is, you're telling me there's a path between these two places? It can't be good. Well, like, what else is, what else, where else are they supposed to go? They already went to the, the gate. Yeah, there's no way to do that. Like, I don't know. What does he expect? But he's just like, this can't be good. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> and you know... I wonder if Sauron knows Shelob is there. Maybe. Maybe they have an ancient pact. I don't remember if Maybe Sauron they have a knows this. I don't remember if Sauron knows there's a big spider on his doorstep. Because is the spider older than him? No, I can't. Well, no, I mean, like, like older than his occupancy of Mordor? Or older than his, like, physical form. Older than his occupancy of Mordor. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember how long Shelob's been there. Uh, Legit probably not there at the time Gondor controlled Minas... I Minas uh, is it Minas Ithil? I think mm. it's originally Minas Ithil. I'll have to look. But uh, it became Minas Morgul. I think it's... Ith yeah, I think it's Ithil, because I think Ithil means moon. Okay. And Minas Tirith is supposed to be like the, the sun, sun and the moon. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Because like, Athelion is moon silver? I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> it's hard. I could look it up online, but... Yeah. I think it's Minasithil. Um, but yeah. Movie Faramir kind of has this change. So th this minute ends. I just... I have to talk about Amber's face. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Stay away from the trees! Oh my god! He looks so terrified. <laughs> it's like, those were not there this morning. <laughs> those were not there at dawn when I arrived. Have those what trees always been there? I don't think those trees have always been... No one go near those. We would have heard about trees in our stories about Helm's Deep, right? Is there a forest here? 
I don't think there's a forest here, guys. <laughs> but we get the best reaction face to all of this on Monday. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's so good. But, like, Amber's a close second. Amber's just like, oh, oh. Okay, well, consider this. Gandalf left. He's been riding nonstop. Has Amber slept in the past week? Probably not. He's like, am I dreaming? <laughs> Is this what happens when you don't sleep? Has Amber slept in the last 72 hours? What is this hallucination? <laughs> because the last time we saw Amber... Have, uh, has any of his men slept in the last few days? The last time we saw Amber, we decided that he probably hasn't slept in the past 36 hours. It's just... <sighs> He's had a week, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally, it's been a, a, a week since Thandon was uncursed. <laughs> I sort of... Yeah, like... Has he slept? It has been a. It's been roughly a week since that since Amber was banished. I think it's been a little, maybe a little longer. See, this, at most this, ten this, days. This timeline makes no sense. At most ten days. During the hiatus, I'm gonna figure this stuff out <laughs> with my crazy cork board and my yarn. Okay, no. So I was. I assume that Amber is banished. Around the same time that the Battle of Emonhen happens. Okay. And then it takes three days for Aragorn, Gimli, and right. Legolas to no, get no, to, to no Rohan. No food, no rest, no sleep. And no no sign of our quarry, but what Bear Rock R- can tell. Thanks, Gimli. <laughs> Good job. Thanks for letting us know. Uh, so I, I assume it's probably somewhere in that range of the timeline. Yeah, because then they run into Amber. Because then they run into Amber, who is but already how, banished. How how long does it take uh, a, a horse, like a, a battle horse, to go from one end of the mark to the other end? Uh. How big is the mark? Also, Amber rode around collecting men. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't think his entourage was there with him? Probably not all of them. He probably collected men from some of the smaller villages that were loyal to him. Why did he collect those men, then? To go kill some orcs. He needed to get enough people to just go. Okay. But then that's leaving the villages defenseless, and that's not smart. I Amor is angry? You think Amor is the kind of person who would let anger supersede his, like, love for his people? Look at the emotion on his face, clearly. He hasn't slept in 72 hours. We literally just talked about this. I, I think, I mean, Amor probably sees that Rohan's going to fall regardless unless he does something drastic. Okay. I think Amor's that kind of person. He's just, we can't let Saruman get any more prepared to destroy us. All right. We have to do something and not just be reactionary. Right. Which is the opposite of Theoden. <laughs> Theoden's like, no, we don't have to do anything. Right. We just have to defend ourselves. And Amor's just like, no, we have to kill them. Yeah, his niece and nephew are like you can see why like their their reactions to him. Like if Theoden They're is, like little rebellions. Yeah. Theoden is reactionary. Theoden is just like, oh, this is happening. And both Aomer and Eowyn are like very proactive. Like yeah. I wanna kill a a thing. <laughs> I wanna I wanna go do something about this. Yeah. Can we go do something about this, Uncle? And Theoden's just like, absolutely not. We're going to do nothing. Did you see? Did you just see what happened to Theodred? No. No. No <laughs> patrols. Stay indoors. Keep your swords ready. Kill any orcs that come in your house. That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. But 
there's we're too spread out that we're all gonna share a house to Helm's Deep. <laughs> my house, my rules. But there's no running water in Helm's Deep. Then we're all gonna be dirty. Like, it's, it's fine. Better to be dirty than dead. <laughs> oh my god. We're from the website Gloomchowder.com. <laughs> And you find a whole bunch of other podcasts on there. But if Movies by Minutes are more your speed uh, in general, you can go to MoviesByMinutes.com, which is a maintained list of pretty much all the currently running and completed Movies by Minutes podcasts. It's maintained by uh, Pete, the Retailer. Pete the Retailer from Star Wars Minute. Yeah, they just came back with their new season, too. Thank the maker. Uh, <laughs> Force Awakens. Uh as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster, and we'll be back on Monday to talk more about these curious trees. Indeed. And their sinister purpose. Phil Deeds Awake. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.